One of the best performing crypto projects in 2017 was Dash, a fast digital payment solution with a private send option. But things may have changed for Dash, as some people are starting to think it is no longer a privacy coin. The question is, what kind of year will Dash have in 2021? Has a lot of new and innovative features that might be just enough to send it over the top in this bull run. Today, I sat down with Amanda B. Johnson, content creator for Dash, to talk about the prospects of this project and whether it's still a good investment or not. Let's get it. Hey guys, I am so happy today to be joined by Amanda B. Johnson uh, with Dash. Uh, as you guys know, we talked about Dash on the channel yesterday, so very excited to kind of get into how she got into content creation, how she got into working with Dash specifically, and then we're going to talk about, you know, what are the prospects for this project? Had a big run-up, 2016, 2017. Now, like every other coin, it's gone down. What's going to happen in this next run? So, Amanda, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, thanks for having me, Ben. Absolutely. So, uh, I watched your channel very early on, uh, in, you know, in my crypto world, and uh, you started out by just having regular crypto content, like crypto news, but you eventually moved on to only focusing on Dash. And I guess, are you? what is your role at Dash? Spokesperson, you would say? I have been doing content creation um, on a small marketing team. We're like three people. Gotcha. And we are one of the several organizations that applies for funding from the monthly Dash treasury system. Gotcha. So I do creative work on the marketing sub-DAO, maybe you could call sub -DAO. it. Sub-DAO, I like sub -DAO. that. Sub-DAO. That's right. DAO, obviously for you guys that don't know, Decentralized Autonomous Organization. So it's not, Dash doesn't technically have a team. It's got foundations and DAOs and all kinds of stuff like that, or at least that's how it was originally set up. And so uh, really cool to hear how you're involved there. My main question to you is very briefly, how did you get into cryptocurrency? But I'm very more, you know, much more interested on how you made the jump from all cryptocurrency to specifically with Dash, because I think, you know, uh, we were talking off air, like I think you've been a great crypto YouTuber for anything. So, um, you know, how did you kind of make that transition? So to answer your first question, right. I got into cryptocurrency um, because a friend reached out to me in uh, like spring 2013. And he said, have you heard of this um, Bitcoin stuff? And I said, I heard of it. Sounds weird. Sounds like, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, like World of Warcraft tokens or something. And um, that's, he was that, like, no, that's right exactly what I would have said. That's funny. Yeah. He yeah. said, no, no, it's real. It's it's the future. Um, let Why don't you download this app and I'll send you some. Um, and he did and we did. And frankly, I just left the app alone after that because I I found it somewhat intimidating. Mm. And I and I may have left it alone for quite some time um, if the same friend hadn't called me a few months later and said, I'm giving a presentation about Bitcoin at this conference and I want you to present on my panel. I, I valued his opinion, didn't want to let him down. And so I thought, well, I guess I better become the kind of person who can answer questions about cryptocurrency on a panel. Yeah. Uh, so just started studying. Um, and then, so as you alluded to Ben, um, years later, I was reporting on all cryptocurrencies in general, both via a video format. And prior to that, I'd written it. Bitcoin Telegraph and um, Bitcoinist and, and uh, Bitcoin Magazine, etc. And the reason for my jump from covering the whole cryptosphere in general, similar to how you do, Ben, to um, working for Dash specifically, is because I am 
I'm, I'm first an investor in cryptocurrency, right. like a user of cryptocurrency. Um, I started, I, I, I started, you know, owning and, and using cryptocurrency before I was ever like, hmm, you know, could I talk about this online? And so the, the, this, that, that's still true. And so when I was learning about all these different cryptos to report about to others, uh, I just started to notice differences between them. It was not like a, all coins are created equal sort of scenario. Right. And so as, as, a, as an investor first, um, and particularly as someone who was having poor experiences at the time with Bitcoin, this was, I guess, late 2016, maybe mid 2016. And so, you know, I was just starting like many others, I was just starting to experience what it feels like to have a transaction get stuck, like not for two hours, not for three hours, not for four hours, for like more than 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And um, something I, was, I wanna I want to come back to that a little bit later. Yeah. Because that's very so important this, what you just said. That was scary. Mm -hmm. That that was scary because I had I had put like, you know, sweat, labor and tears as anybody does who buys cryptocurrency. You're taking your, your uh, labor and your work that you've performed in the past and you were transferring it into that token and mm -hmm. so for it to stop working as you expected it to work that just scared the daylights out of me and so then i was particularly interested in alternatives so um for reasons we you know can discuss if there's time i ended up honing in on dash in particular and decided that i wanted to like throw my lot in with them and um compete in the market as a whole with them that's awesome i mean i think that's experiential you know you experience the problems with cryptocurrency and we know bitcoin is you know something that is not the optimal electronic currency that it was set out to be the peer-to-peer -peer electronic currency as satoshi said in the bitcoin white paper title there's a lot of contention around that statement on how important that subtitle is but we all know now bitcoin is digital gold it is not an electronic currency you know i very interesting theory i've got which is we might eventually see bitcoin as the peg to whatever becomes you know the overall arching electronic currency of the internet which i think you probably would would hope would be dash i, I would assume but on the network congestion side of things i just did a video yesterday on network congestion with bitcoin and how in 2017 what we saw is we saw bitcoin get clogged up and you were talking about earlier how many hours well you know uh, the average time even as recently as a couple weeks ago where confirmations was five hours for bitcoin when it peaked over 12k we saw back in 2017 it actually went as high as five and a half days for confirmation times people were very scared by that and i actually have said that i believe well it's kind of like you know like when people make profits in bitcoin they invest in ethereum then they move down from there well, when network congestion happens, people immediately go to Ethereum to send value faster if the Bitcoin network is clogged up. But we know Ethereum's got issues too. So what happens is people then start looking for other kinds of cryptocurrencies that are reputable, that they trust, that are fast, that they can use to send value around, that are on a variety of exchanges. And I said yesterday in a video, I think Dash is could be the favorite to be kind of the, the darling of Bitcoin or of cryptocurrency traders when it comes to people wanting to to do things quickly and not get caught up in those, uh, you know, the network congestion. What do you think about that? Obviously, I believe you probably think the same thing. You know, I think you probably think Dash is, is a good candidate there. Um, how important do you think it is for people to find an alternative uh, for sending value when those networks are clogged? And why should they choose Dash? It's 
very interesting that you bring that up in particular because within the past month, um, there has been something that is very pertinent to what you're talking about happen in Dash. So as viewers may or may not know, um, Dash has had what can be seen as basically an instant confirmation, or we could call it like an instant settlement capability um, for years now. Mm -hmm. But the thing about it is, is that that's not useful unless the businesses and exchanges right. that traders and the rest of us are patronizing um, choose to support that feature, right? Because they could go either way. They could either say, oh, you know, Dash is just like every other crypto. We want three confirms, six confirms, 10 confirms, whatever. Or if they look into Dash and decide, hey, that technology for instant respendability seems legit to us, um, there are businesses that are now saying, okay, no confirms for Dash. It's just once we see the broadcast, you can start trading. And so that started happening with enough exchanges and enough different um, providers like hardware wallet providers and um, like trading bot providers that um, one of the business developers who works at Dash Core Group, a, another sub DAO. Another sub DAO. Sub DAO. Yeah, exactly. Sub DAO. <laughs> um, he was like, okay, what if we like give a name to this association of, of like growing exchanges and other things that accept either like they either accept Dash instantaneously, you can start trading or they've at least reduced the, the required mm. confirms to maybe one confirm, maybe two. And so um, he dubbed it the FastPass network. And it includes Coinbase, Coinbase Pro, uh, Liquid, Hummingbot, Quadency, um, all sorts of other things. Yeah. And and yeah, you can, you can get the full list of the companies at dash.org slash FastPass, right? And so for exactly what you're talking about, Ben, which is, okay, I'm a crypto trader. I'm seeing congestion on some of the coins that I typically use. And I want to move value fast because I see an arbitrage opportunity here. Right, exactly. Or, mm -hmm. Yeah, I like I want to start staking or margin or whatever over here. Um, if it were me, I would check out these Dash Fast Pass providers and see if you can't like, you know, connect the dots in the ways that you want to trade to, I mean, it, it should be, I think, like industry fastest opportunity. Well, and that's and that's the key thing. I mean, in, in this video that I put out last night, uh, or when you guys are watching this, uh, I would have put it out on Saturday night. The, the thing is, is there's two things that are affected by the network congestion. You have your speed and your fees. But in reality, the speed is going to cost you a whole lot more money than the fees. The fees don't matter. You're going to be able to make that back when you're able to make a trade efficiently. Right. And I, I think that's awesome, the fast pass. I'll say, you know, out of all the cryptocurrencies I've used, and I've used their apps and things like that, um, I, the three to me that stand out as being, you know, very fast, uh, the fastest I've used are Digibyte, Nano, and Dash. I mean, the Dash app is incredibly fast for sending cryptocurrency. I, I was when I did a review on it years ago, super impressed with the app. And I'm sure it's had a lot more innovations to make it even, you know, a, a, a better app probably today than it was, you know, the last time that I had used it. I just outed myself as not using the app recently. Sorry, Amanda. Can we still be cool? Okay. I'll think about it. You'll think about it. That's nice. So you guys have a new video series coming out um, with Dash. Now, just so everybody knows, this is not a sponsored interview at all. I reached out to Dash because I, I wanted to get you on the channel because, like I said, I watched you in the past. Saw you were doing the new video series. Very interested in it. So just tell us, like, some of the innovations that you're highlighting in uh, the, the new series and, and things that are really exciting going on with Dash, like, right now. 
So for anybody who I guess was listening to uh, crypto news in late 2015, so we're talking like like five years ago almost. A hot minute ago. I know, right? Which I guess, but in crypto years, it's more like 35 years it ago. Is. So probably a lot of you weren't even born. Right, when this right exactly. Um, Dash announced the, that, that we intended to undergo this sort of transformation to make us like much more user friendly at the protocol level for payments and they like kind of codenamed it or dubbed it evolution right mm -hmm. and we collectively thought it'll take about two years for the reworking to be complete fast forward to 2020 it has quite obviously taken considerably longer than two years but praise be um the final product is now in devnet developer network um, which is the final stage before testnet and then as we know, testnet, the final stage before we go live on mainnet. And so what's in devnet soon to be testnet now is the, the most, the piece most popularly talked about is the, is the protocol level replacement of cryptographic addresses with mm. human readable usernames. Love that. Which is huge. And huge. it's not that cryptographic addresses are going away. They'll still be what's working on the back end. It's like HTTP protocol with the URL yes. address. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Um, but then also, I think just as excitingly, maybe even more, is what we understand to be um, the world's first decentralized HTTP API. Mm. And that's a whole lot of jargon to ascension and letters, letters. Yeah. a lot of alphabet yeah to essentially say that it has not thus far been possible to interact with any blockchain without one of two things you've either needed to have a full node or you've needed to subscribe to like a third-party api service mm -hmm. to feed full node data to you and upon the release next year, um, I think first quarter next year, of, of this whole package, which we're calling Platform, the final installment of the evolution, um, this, this decentralized API means you'll be able to read and write data directly from the Dash blockchain just via a web browser or just via your mobile app, like goodbye third-party APIs. Um, so we think it's super exciting and we are, you know, super hoping that, um, that both the novelty of this development as well as the um, ease of development, because as I understand, the SDKs support several different programming languages, um, that we are able to attract a robust developer community that's looking to like, where's the next big place to build dApps? Um, because as I've heard some people who are more programmatically inclined than I am say, um, if Ethereum can be considered decentralized compute, um, Dash, as of next year, first quarter, will be able to do decentralized storage. Yeah, okay. And so it's kind of like this hmm. really nice complement of like, okay, what's it like to develop a dApp for decentralized compute? And now what's it like to develop a dApp for decentralized storage? And um, so we're super excited. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you guys make sure to check out, is that just on the Dash YouTube channel, correct? The, the videos yeah, so if you, yeah, 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 yeah. It's on the Dash YouTube channel, or if you just want to do search terms, I think if you just type like Dash decentralized cloud, because that's kind of what we're calling it, because that's yeah. kind of what it is. It'll for sure be the first thing that comes up. Definitely when it's raining, you want decentralized clouds. 
Sorry. I'm sorry. And Listen, let's. I got two more questions for you real quick. Uh, we're running a little long here for, for interviews I usually do, but this has been super fascinating. I think what you just said there was really huge. Um, not when you didn't really laugh at the joke. That was not huge, okay? I always have one joke that bombs during the interview, okay? That was it. The two questions I want to end, end here with. Number one are, uh, number one is, when it comes to privacy, there was an article out, uh, someone, I, I should have pulled up the article here so I would have the actual name of the person with Dash or, you know, in the orbit of Dash, Dash's decentralized structure, uh, said that, you know, with all the regulations coming to privacy coins and people in America are scared about privacy coins, Australia has already pretty much banned them, uh, trading from Binance with things like that. It seemed like there's been a change of focus, in my opinion, uh, with Dash from privacy-focused to online payment solutions. And just kind of what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, is that what is happening right now with Dash? I think the only way to make sense out of all of this is context. And the context you are seeing with, if I'm thinking correctly of what article you're referencing, is that in some jurisdictions around the world, um, Dash is being removed from like an exchange mm-hmm. or like like given like a, a frown or a scowl yeah. in that particular <laughs> yeah, jurisdiction and they're using the term privacy to justify their frowning and scowling and so the recent correction that you've seen coming from various Dash community members where they're saying Dash is not a privacy coin, Dash is not a privacy coin it doesn't make sense taken at face value because what they're actually saying is Dash, the privacy feature on Dash is the same as Bitcoin, which is CoinJoin. Yeah. And CoinJoin was being used on Bitcoin before Dash was even invented. Um, and so that's more what, yeah, so that's more what people are saying. They're saying that if you call Dash a privacy coin, okay, then Bitcoin is also a privacy coin mm-hmm. and dozens and dozens of other coins are also privacy coins um so yeah so when they say that what they're saying is that there's no justifiable basis for discrimination so yeah so the the coin join feature on dash remains available as it always has been and in fact i understand it's being used now more than ever um and so yeah that's that dash fork of bitcoin right yeah so i mean x coin dark coin dash technically technically it was a I know, right? No, yeah. technically it was a fork of like Litecoin with oh, features yeah. of, oh, tell me, it was a peer coin or prime coin that like were like factored into it. But then later they changed the code base to be based on Bitcoin. So now we have the benefits of always being able to, um, you know, bring in Bitcoin backports yeah. for security improvements. That's, that's awesome. Last question. And I know you probably don't do price predictions. Maybe you do. I don't know. Oh, no. You invest. You don't do price <laughs> predictions. That's okay. Um, but I just want to know in general, like, why should someone want to invest in Dash for this bull run? And what are your prospects? Like, what is the overall big picture you see for Dash uh, in this bull run? So you're assuming there's going to be a bull run. Good. Let's go with that. Yeah. I like that. Oh, are you assuming there may not be? I mean, I assume that there will be at some point in the future, but yeah. whether it's tomorrow or in 10 years, that I right. don't know. I say over the next yeah. year. I mean, I think we're in it, but, you know. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. Well, it certainly seems mm-hmm. uh, more likely now than ever, Ben, right? Because because the, the various uh, printing presses of mm-hmm. old-style money around the world are just running off the hook. Yeah. Uh, so it certainly seems likely. And... Um, 
for me, the, the most bullish reason to be, to be in Dash, to use Dash, to buy Dash, is that the world is needing more and more every day, like a global form of cash. Yeah. Uh, as the printing presses of the old styles of money are running and, and people are, everything in, you know that's denominated in dollars or pesos or euros is just gradually getting more expensive all of the time. It just, it, it seems like, it seems pretty inevitable that we're all going to switch to a better form of money. Yeah. Um, but why, why Dash in particular? Um, I think that before we can speculate on something on something being useful for, oh, will it be useful to track supply chains? Or will it be useful to register identities? Or, you know, all of these other cool app ideas that we've talked about with regard to blockchains for years and years now. To me, I won't feel secure about any of those various cool applications unless the value of the base token and the security of the base network is 100% rock solid. Yeah. And to me, the only way to ensure that that value and that security remain rock solid is for the base token to first and foremost be useful for payments. And so- That's what, that's what Andreas Antonopoulos said, you know, he said the first, okay. first layer of blockchain is money. You know, all, all the other stuff, all the other utilities, they're great down the road, but you know, the first layer application for blockchain is money. And I think until we get that thing that really serves that purpose, I couldn't agree with Antonopoulos more there. That sounds perfect, yep. Ben. But I actually said it, so the proper thing is to agree with me. Okay. I pulled it. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, so, so I do want to just, uh, lastly, I want to wrap up just kind of a final statement. You said earlier when you started working with Dash, like you thought, you know, hey, this thing is going to be ready soon. And now five years later, you know, you're like, okay, it's kind of coming out. And I think that is the, that's a very common experience in cryptocurrency, not necessarily always from the development side, but for me personally, even if you had asked me three years ago, I would have said, we were already done adopted it. You know, everything's adopted mainstream. It's coming. It's perfect. Everything's great. But the more you're in this space, there's a conversation I have with a lot of people. The more you're in the space, the more you see like how long-term everything is. And for me personally, I feel like, Cryptocurrency is pure speculation for probably another four or five years. Then eventually, maybe after the next bull run, if another one comes after this one, I'm talking about two cycles from now, two Bitcoin cycles from now, we might be able to get some kind of connection between utility and value. Ultimately, I believe it will happen. It's just a timeline of, of when that will occur. So, um, But Amanda, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been a killer interview. Uh, definitely very glad to to have you on the channel uh, and come back anytime, you know, maybe, maybe when conferences become a thing one day, you know, maybe we can uh, meet in person. It would be fantastic. And uh, just tell everybody real quick where they can find you at. And then we'll also link to the video series, the new Dash uh, video series uh, down below in the description. Well, that is the one place that you can find me, Ben. Um, I have psychic. recently, yeah, I've brought a new level of Zen into my life by <laughs> not being on social media right now. It doesn't mean it's going to last forever. Shoot, maybe yeah. one day I'll decide, you know, TikTok or, you know, go where. Oh, you know, I'm big on TikTok. Do you know that? Yeah. Oh, you did um, know that? No, yes. Yes, no, yes. Oh, you did know that. Oh, it's a secret. Yes. The secret's out. Everybody, and when Amanda <laughs> knows, she's out, she's out in her Dash lab, okay? And when she picks her head up, gets out of the hardcore work you guys are doing. She's watching BitBoy Crypto on TikTok. I like that. That's fantastic. You got it. I like it. So yeah, so everybody check out the video series. I don't know if I cut you off. Did I cut you off? Did you, did you, were, were you saying anything else? Nope. I picked the perfect time to interrupt. You know, it doesn't get any better than that. Once again, Amanda, 
thank you so much for coming on the channel. You guys check out the links down below in the description to find out uh, what Dash has going on. That's all I got. Be blessed. Boy out.